You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Lovely sound of keys just to get us going. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Utabia. Stephen Chicken here alongside Dave Hartrick as usual. Hello. Hello, have you had a nice Christmas, Dave? Very nice, yes. Very nice. I've indulged, it would be fair to say. What have you indulged in? Everything. Yeah. Bailey's in particular and <laughs> lots of Miller Genuine Draft. Courtesy of Stephen Chicken. I had a friend once who went to uh, the Cross Keys in Leeds and spent ages looking at the drinks menu. And he decided he didn't want to have anything too girly and eventually settled on a white chocolate Baileys. <laughs> well, I'm, I must admit, I'm very partial to a Baileys myself, so I can't really complain. Yeah, lovely. Well, we've also been indulging in some delicious football action. <laughs> what a <laughs> <Nice> segue. segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Huddersfield Town played twice since we last recorded. Lost on Boxing Day to Middlesbrough, 1-0. Not the best game in the world, and certainly not the result they would have wanted. No, I, I did say on the last pod that I thought it was a, a banana skin of the game, and the uh, one before that, I think. Yeah, i I don't know. I don't know why. Sometimes you just get a feeling, and I just felt that was a game they were going to lose. But I, I don't think it's done them much harm because, as we'll go on to, for one, win before, win after. Okay, fine. Um, but Borough are. Borough shouldn't be where they are. You know, as much as Town at the start of the season, I said Town were in a false position, Borough have definitely been in a false position, and Borough are capable of doing what they did, really. Mm. But it was a defeat of Town's own design. Yeah, they had two sitters that they they really yeah. should have put away. They had Jon Goran Stankovic from a corner, and if he'd had any... Great delivery from that corner, by yeah, the way. Yeah, lovely, lovely ball in, and if he'd had any downward direction on yeah. that header, it uh, it would have been in, and it would be talking about four set-piece goals for yeah. the last three games rather yeah. than three. And then one later on from Steve Mounier as well, across yeah. from Elias Kachunga, deflected across the box. He's inside the six-yard box at the far post. It, he's the, the thing about the Mounier one is he's sort of done everything right in sensing where the danger's going to be and getting into position and what have you but then it all goes wrong when the ball's there and you know we will go on to what's happened against Blackburn <laughs> but there's no denying that was that was a shocker and I mean at an hour into the game that really would have given Town a platform potentially but the Middlesbrough goal as well was disappointing because Danny Simpson senior pro in that defence gets caught you know, ten yards too high, and then gets caught going to the ball and leaves that massive gap uh, on the right hand side. And it's a very, uh, you know, as a manager, I'd imagine that's one of them goals you analyse and you get extremely frustrated about it. But as I said, it, Middlesbrough are capable of doing that, yeah. and it's uh, not ultimately it's not really harmed Town. No, and in fairness to Danny Simpson, who. Admittedly, I think since he's come back from his injury, he's not quite been at the level that that he was that he was previously. 
Um, but it's not that isn't something he makes a habit of. To be no. fair, Cowley's no. talked a lot about his his he's got exceptional positional sense, which is why he's had that career yeah. in the top flight for so long. It, but he just got caught that on that occasion. Yeah, and but he's defender, and defenders will get caught from time to time. It doesn't make them bad defenders, no. and it doesn't mean they. It's it's when they get caught consistently. So at the start of the season, Town had a massive problem with one in particular. <laughs> Who kept bombing forward and His was name permanent with Schmadeschmai? Not really. No, it doesn't, does it? <laughs> um, but they had that problem, and it left them with a three-man defence permanently. And that gap was always there. And teams were actually setting up to put a man into that gap. They won't do that with Danny Simpson. It was just a complete one-off in the game. Yeah. And Middlesbrough did well to capitalise on that one-off because that's what decent sides do, you know. Um, so yeah, a bit disappointing, but it is it is what it is. And I think, you know, if if they'd have won that game at Middlesbrough, the Blackburn game may have gone differently. You don't know. Mm. It was I think it was a combination of things. I think Town looked a bit leggy as well. If yeah. I'm honest, which um, you'd probably expect given the injury problems of our. Yeah, you know, they lost Jonathan Hogg midway through the first mm. half, so. Lewis O'Brien had to come on and play over an hour, which which wasn't ideal given that that was his first appearance in, yeah. in almost a month. And the, the the hog thing is is quite key because I think one of the reasons that Simpson's come across like that is because he knows he they haven't got that bloke in the middle who's doing the role of free men. Yeah, it was Trevor Chalaber that moved into basically Phil Hogg <laughs> Phil Hogg slot. Um <laughs> And uh, he's so childish. <laughs> and uh, in, in that sort of number six role, it was unusually. We talked last time about how Cowley seemed to have abandoned the four-three-three. Yeah. And then, sure enough, against Middlesbrough, he went back to it. Yeah. Um, and I think specifically playing the four-three-three with O'Brien, Chalaber, and and, o- and Bakuna. Yeah. Um, you've got which you know, we a, don't like, do we? No. Well, you've got a twenty-year-old, a twenty-one-year-old, a twenty-two-year-old mm. playing it in a almost in a line. Yeah, and we've seen that Chalaber, when he's playing in that sort of number six role, he he can leave space in behind him yeah. because he does like to to get forward and, and drive the ball forward, which is part of his game. Yeah, but it does leave that space in behind, and again, that was sort of part of the problem with the goal. You could see Lewis O'Brien try to get back, make up the numbers in the box, and he just got there too late to to cut out yeah. that cross. Well, uh, the problem was that Town did get numbers back in the end, but nobody was picking anybody up. Yeah. So there was actually three Middlesbrough players. I mean, it was it was a good finish, but he he could have also cut it back to either of the two who were stood behind yeah. him. So, it was it was a it was a blip. It was something that happened before the Cowleys came in literally every game. Yeah, <laughs> and we've not seen it. You know, ultimately, we've not seen it for a while. Mm. Not so, since West Brom, they were really prone. I think three of the four. Yeah, but I think that the West Brom game. We spoke about it at the time. The West Brom game was different because. They did really, really well first half, and then second half, yeah. all the panic came back in yeah. after one move. You know, mm. so uh, it, we were talking before the pod, and I said ultimately, as things stand going into the transfer window, they need a left back, and I know they'd like a left-footed central defender as cover as well. But defence doesn't feel like Town's problem anymore. No, Jan Goran Stankovic has been brilliant since mm. he came in. Uh, Christopher Schindler's obviously Christopher yep. Schindler you know he, we, we know what he can do uh, Danny Simpson has, has solved that problem at right back by yep. and large Jaden Brown is now back at left back which yeah, is good but he's, we can't forget how inexperienced Jaden yeah, Brown is yeah that's exactly what I was going to say I was actually quite 
surprised that he he got the nod to start against Blackburn. I mean, ultimately it proved the right decision, but he he doesn't look he, he still looks some way off ninety minutes to me. So yeah. I think that Brown flow substitute may happen in the next two or three games because he he just about ten minutes before he got I think he got taken off on the seventieth minute and about ten minutes before there was a move that broke down um, and I think ultimately went for a throw in. And he had to do the old five seconds down on his down on his knees just to get his breath in. And I thought, yeah, he'll, he'll get there. You know, yeah. we know what he's but all he's about as a fine player. But since Brentford, he went down. Yeah. And that was what the second of November. But again, it's bold management to look at a player who's ultimately a kid and coming back off an injury and go, yeah, do you know what? You can go straight back in. Yeah, that's fine. And that's it's a measure of the trust showed in him, and also, like I say, a measure of the how brave the managers are. You know, so there are lesser managers out there who would have gone back cap in hand to Terence Congolo at this point, yeah, and they haven't, and I think that shows a marker of of the level of personality and and you know confidence these managers have. Yeah, and to be fair, Flo Hadjis and I has filled in quite nicely at left back, which we won't go too deep on again because we we did that last week, but. But he, he has proven capable cover, which is good to yeah. see given his early you, season problems. You don't want to go deep in on flow? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so childish. <laughs> so I had to not laugh at you saying that brown flow substitution a minute ago. So, yeah, there we go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was Middlesbrough. It was, it was a mixed bag in terms of the other results mm. against Middlesbrough as well because there were... Seemed like there was last-minute equalisers in every single game in the Championship on Boxing Day, which I suppose is what Boxing Day is for. And some of them went in town's favour, and some of them went against town. So, bit of a mixed bag. And, and I mean, Danny Cowley looked a bit dejected after the game, as well you might expect him to, because yeah. they were training on Christmas Day. They travelled up to Middlesbrough on Christmas Day. Everyone will have been away from their families, and when you've got a result like that on Boxing Day, you can't yeah. help but feel like oh, it, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, but. Danny Cowley one of the things I said to you yesterday at the game that I'd never seen a bigger difference between a manager winning and a manager losing in terms of their reaction and Danny Cowley feels every loss personally and painfully and yeah you're right it does all feel like you know it was it was for nothing but ultimately you've Sometimes you have to, you need a bit of distance from it, and you've got to look back and say, well, would the Blackburn result happen? Not beating Blackburn at home for 20 years, not come from behind since April 2017. There was definitely, after that first 10, 15 minutes yesterday, when they realised they could break Blackburn's press really easily, because Blackburn just weren't very good at it. Mm. They re- even though they were 1 0 down, they really felt like a sort of changing mood in that game where it felt like they went you know what I don't think these are very good <laughs> yeah I mean we'd, we'd said before the game we weren't sure that despite their un- eight game unbeaten run none of us were convinced no, that Blackburn no. are a particularly good team particularly without Bradley Duck yeah exactly um, obviously Bradley Duck out with, with a similar injury to uh, to Tommy Elphick he's going to be out what's, for, what's he done an eight? is it ACL, ACL. Oh, yeah somewhere. So he's out for a year, they've finally confirmed, yeah. uh, which is a big loss for them. He's their best player. I, and obviously Lewis Holtby was, was yeah. missing as well. I did, um, I think, four Blackburn games last year, home games, and 
like there there's a team that are shaped to get the best out of one man. So mm. as soon as he you take him out of there, it's it did feel like a very different game all of a sudden. And for ten minutes, I I said to you before, I said Blackburn have come here, <coughs> and the they want to attack. They'd played a four four two. They had three strikers on the bench. They were going for it. But the problem was they were just attacking in straight lines all mm. the time. They had no invention. And there was a, a decent gap at several points between that defence and Town's midfield two. And they couldn't get anybody to drop into that space. What they were doing was going long and trying to get Gallagher and Graham to beat up Schindler and Stankovic. Now, for, for ten minutes... Schindler did get beaten up. Yeah. And it was after the goal, really, that he went, Do you know what? I'm not having this on my home ground. And, I mean, he then just stuffed Danny Graham in his pocket. And when Danny Graham got taken off, you know, he may have scored his goal and what have you, but he'd not had a sniff. Yeah. Not had a sniff. And I th- again, I think that's the change in mentality. That's the. A couple of months ago, Town would have gone 1-0 down and it would have been 2-0 at half-time and they would have come out second half, had a really good five minutes and lost 3-0. Yeah. You know, it it really was... You could just see after after the goal, like I say, 10-15 minutes in, suddenly there were a few puffing the chests out and thinking, hang on, they aren't very good, these. And I thought what was good is between Cowley and players on the pitch, they also worked out where the weaknesses were mm. and they really went after certain players and... There were certain players in that team who, when they were one-on-one, were thinking, yeah, hang on, I'm, I'm all right here, I'll take them on. And ultimately it worked. But we should talk about Blackman's goal a little bit because Schindler got caught out of position there. And it was, yeah. again, a slightly frustrating one because it was just really easy, wasn't it? Yeah, he got caught direct in traffic. He mm. was, he was uh, trying to sort of organise everyone around him. And kind of neglected to look over his own shoulder the other way because he was looking over his shoulder to his left directing Stankovic if he'd looked over to his shoulder to his right he would have realised that he'd left Danny Graham totally unmarked and Danny Simpson was the other side of him there was no way that I mean Danny Simpson's about four inches shorter than Danny Graham for a start um, and the rest probably and was the wrong side of him there was no chance Simpson was going to get across I mean I heard the other podcast If Such a Thing Exists Maybe it was in a dream. We're criticising Danny Simpson for it, which, you know, understandably, because when he's the player that's nearest to him when it goes in, you think, oh, was it his yeah. man? But it wasn't his man, and it should have been Schindler's man. And, and, yeah, it was. It was Schindler's man. Definitely, definitely Schindler's man. And, yeah, I mean, it was a poor start from Huddersfield. I mean, that that they had the warning shot literally a minute before that as well from yeah. uh, from a free kick yeah. where Gallagher got a shot away it was a bit of pinball in the box Gallagher got the shot away and Grabaro did well to, to save it actually um, Gallagher's another one though who all it was an interesting approach from Tony Mowbray really because having done it like I say having done a bit of Blackburn um, and I've done one of their away games this season they they don't Dak's come out of that team and suddenly they've decided to go ultra physical because Gallagher's just a battering ram as well you know Yeah. so the idea was that between Graham and Gallagher we're just going to beat up Stankovic and Schindler and take it in turns and if one has to take a yellow then so be it we'll just rotate and it, it was again it was a marker of how far I think Stankovic has come as well that mm. 
he stood up to Gallagher, um, who is, like I say, you know, he's he's a bit Shearer-esque in his leads with his elbows, and you know, he wants to back into you constantly. And yeah, it was it was a big test for that back two. And after ten minutes, I thought they coped with it supremely well, really. Yeah, the fact that at the end, Blackburn had to switch to a four-two-one-three. And still Town coped with it absolutely fine. They moved the young lad Buckley inside as a number 10. And he's he's a young lad. Um, he's quite a big talent. I saw him score a hat-trick against Man United in a youth game. Mm. Um, but again, they just they coped with whatever was thrown at them, tactically, physically. And as I said, I, I just don't think defence is Town's problem anymore. I think they are... They're pretty much set. They they are going to concede the odd goal like that, but you know it, they are dealing with lots of different types of threats. Mm. Absolutely fine, no yeah. problem. So you get that left back in in January and potentially a left sided central defender in as cover. Fine, yeah, <laughs> absolutely Not an fine. Issue. Don't worry. I, about I it. can't remember Blackburn until the. 97th minute or something like that Grabara's save wasn't it was, yeah. their, was their big chance after yeah. that and I mean when you like when a game gets stretched like it did against Forest, you're always going to have one of them and you just hope you keep us up to it and yeah. looking watching that back it's a great save but you would be slightly disappointed if he didn't make yeah, that definitely. save you know? whereas the Forest one was almost like point blank that really yeah. was a proper peer goalkeeper in that line yeah. but yeah they the, the Town were really good and they were absolutely worth that equaliser, weren't they? Yeah, totally. I mean, it was. Uh, we mentioned the two players that missed the sitters against Middlesbrough, and just the way football goes, <laughs> it was those two players that popped up on the score sheet uh, and got got the comeback win against against Blackburn. It was a brilliant delivery from Giannini Bakuna, easy for me to say, uh, from the left hand side from a free kick. Yeah. Incredible that we mentioned the set pieces earlier. They hadn't had a set piece goal yeah. until. Uh, well, they had the one uh, earlier this season, but then uh, who was that against Birmingham or wherever it was? Yeah. They had the the one from the free kick where they passed it down the channel for for Grant and he squared it for Schindler. Yeah, and then there's Barnsley, in fact, and then they didn't have one until the two goals that they scored against Forest, and now yeah. they've, now they've got three in in three yeah. games from set pieces, and they they were they were trying lots of different things as well. The 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 delivery from Bakuna for the goal was sensational. Wasn't brilliant, it? absolutely brilliant, and that's what they've been missing. And you know, I I feel like I'm beating up on him a little bit. I'm not beating up on him, but that's the level Pritchard has to come in and achieve. <laughs> you know, because yeah. that's where Town are at the moment. And I, you know, you'd almost a, at this point just say, well, you're not taking him at yeah, this stage because Bakuna yeah. and Grant have been because so good. Because Grant's corners have come on yeah. like. The first game he started taking corners, we both looked at each other after a while and said, Harry Kane, Kane, World Cup. Yeah, yeah. the World Cup. (laughs) But now the delivery is just worlds away from that. But you can see they're properly putting time into it. But it was interesting the things you pick up on that they're trying. So obviously, like, you get a corner. Kachunga's job now is just to ignore the ball and just run round the goalkeeper. Yeah, literally running round and round the goalkeeper. Yeah, and try and bump a defender into the goalkeeper constantly as well. And he got a warning about it twice yesterday, but it's one of those things you'll always get away with unless you actually throw the defender down. There was the the low-driven one from Grant later on that was clearly a 
training ground move. Mm -hmm. I forget who made the split to come to the front post and it very nearly came off. Ultimately ended up with Campbell at the edge of the box driving wide. He said after the game, Danny Cowley, you know. Well, I think it's easy to score from set pieces. I'll be honest. Uh, me and Nicky were kind of after about 60 days at this football club, we started to look at ourselves and think, what are we doing differently? Um, but, but it is the quality of the delivery. It's always the delivery. You can have the best routines in the world, but it's the quality of the delivery. Then it's having the routines to get key players free. And then it's those key players be willing, willing to put their head in front of a bus and, and try to score. And that it never changes. And because it's like a closed skill, that's why it's easy. And you should, if you're good, and you do the necessary work, be able to score from, from those moments. Yeah. And he's, he's right, but again, you've got to put the work in. And it, it doesn't reflect brilliantly on Jan <laughs> at this point when you see how much work has gone into these, these yeah, set pieces. You know? And it's something that Jan talked about during pre-season and he talked with great pride about how uh, Mark Hudson had been working on the set pieces with them and had a few yeah. tricks up his sleeve. They scored, uh, who was it against? I think it was against Donny. Yeah. They scored a f- from a free kick with a lovely delivery from Bakuna. Yeah, and it was like, oh, they, we're going to get a few of these this year. <laughs> yeah, and it just hasn't turned out that way. But you, you've got a, like his Nicky Cowley has got his red folder apparently. That's twenty five goals a season. Yeah, his set piece folder, and you've got to remember that England's love train at yeah. the World Cup came from the Cowleys. Gareth Southgate literally going down and talking to them about set pieces. So. This is going to be a big part of Town's game plan going forward. And I I mean, what are they on for? I would expect them to get, by the end of the season, get up to at least sort of 12 or 13, I think, yeah. the way it's going. Particularly if they can find a way to get Chalabar freer. Because he, he is, you know, he is, he'll out-jump anyone. Yeah, in all at the size of that, lad. Yeah. Absolute unit. <laughs> so, it was... It, I thought it was a pretty satisfactory first half, really. (laughs) Pretty satisfactory. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it was on balance. I mean, as I say, the the slow start... There are a few people that made the comment, wrote into us and and were saying, oh, the slow starts are a concern, but I actually don't think they've they've had many bad starts. They've had bad finishes. I think think Town are a team that like five or ten minutes just to work out what the opposition are all about. Mm-hmm. And when I think they did it a little bit against Forest as well. Yeah. And I think they almost grow into the game because they almost get to a point where they think, yeah, we, we've seen what you've got. Mm. Now let's show you what we've got a little bit. Yeah. And we went into the break saying there's only one winner here. Yeah. And it was Town. Yeah. And, you know, Carlin Grant, before the goal, should have had a penalty. Carlin Grant oh, did. did it was a nailed on penalty. I, I said to you. That's either a penalty or a dive, and he gave neither. Yeah, and it was a clear penalty. Yeah, clear, clear penalty. That's, Ended up not mattering because they scored three minutes later. But for me, that and the Diakabi one against Millwall are. Mm. I know Town have had a few shouts here and there, but they are two, the two this season that I've seen in any game I've watched and thought, how on earth can you not give yeah. that? And the ref had a really good view of it. And he bent down, and he, I, I'm positive he went to give it at one point. Yeah. But I don't think he got a call from his linesman. I think he bottled it. Yeah. So I was, yeah, staggering, really. The ref had a funny game. Mm. So you were, you noticed something at, at half-time, actually, didn't you, with, with the referee, or just before half-time, as regards time-wasting? 
I think I what part of my job as the opto analyst is I have to look at what's going on off the camera and I have to keep an eye on various incidents. The clash of heads in I think it was about forty second, forty third minute, something like that. Before that, a town player had been down. I think a couple of town players had been down, and it, we jokingly we call it the Cowley Special because there is there is a clear instruction sometimes for players if they get fouled to stay down so that Cowley can do a mini team talk, particularly uh, midway through each half yeah. and within a few minutes of each goal. Yes, yeah, or, or yeah. It's it's no coincidence, yeah. <laughs> um, and it often leads directly to a reshuffle. Now, I think the referee picked up on this, and I don't think he was happy about it. So there's a clash of heads, and he wouldn't let the physios on straight away. Yeah, uh, and then he let the Blackburn one on, and then he let the Town one on eventually, and he then walked round to Tony Mowbray, and he had a Mowbray was fuming about it, but he had a word with him he then walked across to Danny Cowley and I think he certainly body language wise I think he was telling him I know what you're doing I'm warning you now you know I I know exactly what's happening here so second half I think that nine minutes came from he was trying to make he was making a point of it Mm. he was stopping his clock every time now I know the Kachunga injury and Bakuna got the ball to the face as well yeah Bakuna got the ball to the face but there was a couple of others as well and I think he was literally stopping and starting his watch and like a rugby league ref yeah um, and I think that's where the nine minutes came from now I think it's ridiculous because what Danny Cowley was doing is it's within the laws of the game yeah I mean Tony Mowbray refreshingly yeah um, came out I say said mumbled afterwards <sighs> We could barely hear a word he was saying. He's mic'd up as well in the Yeah, he was mic'd up and he, we could not hear a word he was saying. I had to move closer to do the live look. Yeah, well, I moved away because I got annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even he said, there's nothing wrong with playing like that. You have to do it sometimes. We've yeah. done it. It works. Fine. Yeah, I think it was just a, a chippy referee. But I mean, like, there were other things as well that Brighton legend Elliot Bennett should have been booked first half, never mind 96th, 97th minute. Yeah. Um, there were three re- three yellows in the game. The both town substitutes got booked. The Fraser-Campbell one was a bit of an orange card, you know. It not was, for the first time this season. It was not a good tackle. It was a certainly a striker's tackle and certainly the tackle of a man who's been out the side for a few weeks. And Flo's was just... Flo. Professional foul. Yeah. One for the team. It, 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 fine. Absolutely yeah. fine, but before that, I I genuinely think I I think potentially there was a couple of Blackburn players could have got booked. I think a town player or two could have booked, got booked, but he was a bit I don't know he he was trying to be a stickler, mm. but also missing things, yeah. which is not a great championship referee, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean yeah. it's yeah difficult job and all of those usual caveats. I don't think yeah. it, I don't think it was a horrendous. Performance. I don't think it spoiled the game. They, they were. I think he got a bit lucky that, as I say, that Town scored mm. sort of three or four minutes after that that penalty shout, which yeah. basically cancelled it out. Because obviously, if they get that penalty, they don't score that goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Carlin Grant did everything except score in that game. Yeah, I mean, he, that he, run at the end particularly was yeah. utterly brilliant. Yeah, the it, way he absolutely skinned a defender. I mean, 
I, I know he's got pace, but mm. I've not seen him skin a defender one on one like that in quite a short space. Just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I mean, I, I so wanted that to go in. Unfortunately, it was one of them that the angle beat him rather than the goalkeeper, to be honest with yeah. you. Uh, but yeah, what a run that was. And I thought he was good at the game, actually, Grant. He was, yeah. He, he's had a few quiet games, and if he hadn't been scoring goals, we, we I've said to Mel a few times, if he hadn't been scoring goals, we'd probably be, yeah. Um, yeah. be writing in, uh, quite a bit in the conclusions about the fact that it's a bit worrying that he's had so many quiet games. Yeah. And on this occasion, he actually had a very lively game and uh, and did really well and didn't score. Yeah. So. But I, noticeably, we're going to talk about Steve Mooney in a minute, mm. but noticeably with Grant, I still think he looks so much happier with Campbell in the middle. Yeah. There's, there's just something different in his mentality when Campbell's in the middle. And I know Campbell only came on for like, I think it was about 20, 20 minutes, 20 minutes 28. Well, 30 minutes by the time you count yeah. for Andrew time. But you can see there's a player there that Grant is really comfortable because he knows what he's going to do and I think he knows where the runs are, etc. So he, he's a big player for town already for Asia Campbell. Yeah. Um, and he's already doing what, Danny Cowley talked about when we first got here which is he wants his striker to almost be the player that brings other people into play rather than score the goals himself so yeah he was he was good Grant really good yeah. really good but we've got to talk about Mounier haven't we we do Steve Mounier who we are pretty sure was not really meant to be on the pitch at the time that he, that he scored no. because Fraser Campbell was on the sidelines for a good Eight, nine, ten minutes. Yeah, t- town got a corner. Yeah, uh, just as he was first, about to come on. First, there was a long period of play, um, and he ended up having to go and put his jacket back on. Yeah. Then uh, town got a corner, and he came back out, and obviously they left Mounier on because it's a set piece and what have you, and it didn't happen. And he was at the touchline waiting for the ball to go dead, and then Kachunga went down. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, they were going to do the sub almost straight away, but there was, I, I can't remember who, I th- it might have been Hudson actually, said no, just hang on a sec, because I think they realised that Kachunga actually did have a knock, yeah. um, and it could be more serious. Because I think the instruction was, gonna go, was going out uh, that, yeah, it was it was they were going to change things up basically because they'd gone to a 4-4-2 at half time yeah. and I think they were going to bring Campbell on and go to a 4-2-3-1 yeah. and obviously the Kachunga injury completely changes that so they had to stay as they were and Mounier picks that ball up uh, in an area and I, I thought he's going to I thought he's going to hit one because it's one of them great opportunities in football that doesn't happen all the time where suddenly the pitch opens up in front of you but did I think he were going to stroke that ball top corner and win the game from like 28 yards? Nah. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely didn't. And after his first half as well, I said to you at half time, he was winding me up because he, the, he, Lewis O'Brien was constantly ahead of him, who was playing as a 10, because Mounier for some reason kept hanging back. His touch was off. He wasn't holding the ball up. He wasn't laying the ball up. He wasn't really providing anything but in that goal you just wonder even more so than the Forest goal is that the moment his confidence comes back properly because mm. like that Middlesbrough chance I feel like that that robbed all the confidence he'd gained is this the turning point you know is this the moment 
I don't know. I don't know with Mounier. Like, it's yeah. funny player. Yeah. Panel beater, <laughs> according to Ian Holloway. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a strange one because he's been... He's. I was talking to, to someone after the game and saying he's a strange one because he will always be a cult figure at town because of those goals he got against Palace. Yeah. And that even even if he was coming on and playing like I would play in yeah. the game, they would still chant his name when he came on yeah. because they remember those good times. It'll always be associated with that no matter what he does. And it's it's sometimes being a cult figure can be a bit of a a bit of a it can be a, a backhanded a, compliment. Yeah, it can be a bit of a pseudonym for he wasn't very good. Yeah, but we liked exactly. him anyway. Yeah, exactly. But the thing about Munia, and we've talked about it on here before, and Danny Cowley's talked about the same thing. The problem you have with Munia is you have to play a certain way to get the best out of him, and I think they want a bit more flexibility from someone like Fraser Campbell, mm. who they can move to a two, they can play in a three, they can have on his own can't do that with Mounier and yet he produces um, what was a moment of brilliance you know just out of the blue Mm. and you think yeah there's a player there Mm. but why you go you look at that Stoke game and you think well yeah he scored a goal like that he could just as likely have an absolute stinker against Stoke this is it is it given that Fraser Campbell's on his way back now and and I think there's still going to be a place for Mounier because I think Campbell, even before his injury, wasn't playing 90 minutes. He was getting sort of 70-odd yeah. minutes each game and then he'd be uh, absolutely pooped and he'd, he'd have yeah. to go off. Um, so I think there's still a place for Mounier on the bench, but is it too little too late for him to have claimed that position as his own in Campbell's absence? Yeah, I, I think the press conference afterwards, we asked about transfers and there, it was fairly clear that Danny Cowley would quite like to strengthen in all the attacking areas. Yeah, and we've spoke about Mounier how he's not been Plan A, he's not been Plan B, he's like Plan B point five. Mm. I, I still sort of think in a full strength town squad, that's still probably the case. Yeah, and he's probably a very expensive player to have on your subs bench for two thirds of the season. But at the moment. <sighs> Like we keep saying it in every pod, don't we? But it, at the moment, it's horses for courses. Town are just having to find a way to get eleven players on the pitch, and having to find a way to win games. I think it's been really useful because we talked about how, again, we talked about it last week, and we touched on it today. The the four three three we don't think really mm. works terribly well. He has given Town the option to go four four two, which they did yeah. in the second half, and yeah. and that has proven to be a useful option for them. It's got them some. Yeah, it's, it's not a pretty, pretty way of playing at all. It's no. it's them being very rugged and and yeah. One of the problems with Towns four four two is that on either side they have to play Bakuna and Kachunga, and neither is a winger. Mm. I would argue in modern football, if there is a place for four four two, you still only have one out and out winger, but you do have an out and out winger, and Town yeah. haven't got that because the whole point of a four four two is to A, get overlaps either side and then overload the box and get crosses in. And Kachunga, for all his, his middle distance running, doesn't do that. Mm. You know, he does. He's, he's not a good cross for the ball at all. Bakuna 
when he plays in that wide role, he's okay and his dead ball delivery is, is really good, but he doesn't look to cross. He permanently looks to come inside and take the shot on. Yeah. Like, and when Town went 2-1 up, we were, we were giggling a little bit about it before the pod started. Now he then had those three shots in quick succession. Yeah, the, the, those are the kinds of shots that if they weren't 2-1 up, you'd be screaming yeah. at him. But when when it when you when you're winning, you're just like ah yeah. oh, backer. Yeah. Um, so I think again, I th- I think the four four two could be a longer term option, but they have to get a proper winger in. Yeah. You know, as I said, you can. I mean, you could even try you know Mounier and Campbell up top together and Grant on the left. That's fine, but you'd need somebody on the right who's going to load the box up for for Mounier. So. And I think it's as we thought. I think it's probably more of a plan B. I think yeah. they they would much prefer to be in the four two three one. The four two three one gets the best out of Grant. It gets the best out of Chalobah. Um But the the other thing about the four the four three three is like they they lined up before kick off. We'd we'd put them in a four three three because of the borough game. Yeah. And Lewis O'Brien was sort of normally out on the left and then immediately sprinted up and became a ten and we both looked at each other thirty seconds in and went four two three one. But again it's it's good management and it's bold management because Town had, had a lot of joy that first half with that four two three one and they were doing fine apart from really their one Mounier was struggling. So a lot of managers would have sort of rested on that and gone right okay let's just keep going we're on top but the Cowleys went no do you know what we're going to change yeah. it we're going to give them something different to think about and again it's good positive reactive management to do that and we 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 get frustrated before every game because the team comes out and we both lay it out and we go well it might be that <laughs> yeah it might be it's either <laughs> it, this or this it could be a and sometimes it's a third thing could be a four three three could be a four two three one but it's it's good management, and I I think one of the genuinely think one of the things Black, uh, Blackburn struggled with yesterday was Town just gave them too much to think about. I mean, you mentioned Lewis O'Brien there making his first start since uh, November, and he was the man of the match. I think neck and neck with with Stankovic, to be fair, for the man of the match, but. He was. I mean, he played ninety minutes. Yeah. Um, when he'd, he'd only had sort of, he'd only played on Boxing Day. That was his first. That was his first game back. But this was his first start. Played the full ninety minutes. Gave the the typical what we've come to know as the typical O'Brien performance, where yeah. he's full energy, yeah. chasing every tackle, making every tackle more or less. Yeah. Uh, always looking to go forward when he gets the ball. That's yeah. such a great thing to see. Is no matter how far he's just run back. To, to win the ball he'll then immediately turn and run 30 yards back the other yeah. way uh, got the assist for, for Mounier Danny Cowley was was purring about that although I think it's worth noting the contribution that, that Fraser Campbell made he'd just come on and he actually he won the first ball off the, the defender tried to clear it Campbell yeah. closed him down O'Brien actually got to the second ball and then Mounier yeah. took it on from there I, I, I feel like with that though I feel like the I feel like Danny Cowley just loves talking about Lewis O'Brien. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing. He, and I don't blame him because he's just. Yeah. I mean, the engine on the lad is just absolutely superb. I think with Lewis O'Brien that we were talking about the Player of the Season before this, yeah. and I mean, if he, if there, if anybody can present to me a case for anybody else, 
yeah. as things stand at the moment. If you were to vote tomorrow, I'll happily listen to it and then I'll point out all the reasons you were wrong. <laughs> you take the champagne <laughs> yeah. glass out of your hand yeah. <laughs> and, and say good evening. But I, I think we've, I think with Lewis O'Brien as well, he's just so pivotal for the way they play. You know, particularly without Hog, and particularly with Chalabar. Mm-hmm. Let's let's be honest, being very. I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but you know, Chalabar can look can look like a world beater one minute and a panel beater the next. <laughs> He's very cannily described after the thing. I think it was the Borough game as just very up and down. Yeah. You know, we we, we were watching the highlights earlier yeah. of, of that Borough game, and there was a moment where he he won a tackle, beat a man, carried the ball into midfield, yeah. then had a simple pass out to the right and just gave it straight to a defender. Yeah. And I think I think that's kind of summed up Chalabar over the past. Couple of months yeah. to be quite honest. Yeah, I mean there was there was that that assist is like one yeah. of the, the best balls I've seen all season. But even in that game, he was all over the place. I think with Chalabar, I think you have to remember he spent a lot of his career playing as a central defender mm-hmm. or playing um, left and right of a back three. He played at uh, Ipswich last year and was playing as the sort of deeper lying uh, mm. midfielder, but in a side who weren't particularly good. Yeah. Um, and he stood out a mile because he was, to be frank, he was better than the League One players around him, which yeah. is even the Well, Quana was looked really good as well. Yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah, I wasn't joking there. Um, it's funny how whenever you raise Colin Quana's name, people assume that you're joking. <laughs> Well, he was—he's like a new signing. Yeah, that's what Danny Cowley said. Anyway, but but yeah, Chalabar. And the other thing to remember with Chalabar is he's only twenty. Yeah, like you forget because of the yeah. size of him. Yeah, the, and this is exactly it. He—he's still learning. He's learning his position. Town fans have almost got to just sort of just take it on the chin and just enjoy the good moments and understand he is going to give the ball away in others. I think because he's on loan from Chelsea. And because he's a big lad and because he's in England under-21 international and things like that, the expectations on him are higher than they would be on, say, Jaden Brown. Yeah, um, But I don't think there's too much to call between them in terms of the level of their performance. But we're no. raving about Brown and, and down on Chalaber, which is, I don't know, I don't think it's necessarily unfair because that's how expectations work. And when you have come in yeah. from the Premier League, people are going to expect a lot. But yeah, I just think it is worth remembering he is very young. Mm. Young players are inconsistent. Yeah, we said we said about when we talk about Gravara. Yeah, you know, in goal, young players are inconsistent. Well, that's what happens. We talked about someone wrote in as well, and, and quite rightly, uh, sorry, it was on Twitter. I saw it. Quite rightly said we've we've talked about Stankovic and Munier mm. getting those goals, having missed against Borough, but you, you know Gravara made that mistake against Wigan as well, and then yeah. has, has pulled off a couple of, of really good saves to to help Town get two wins against yeah. Forest and. And yeah. Blackburn, so but going back to O'Brien, I just wonder what do you think is the upside for him? Like what what do you think his potential level is? Uh, he looks every inch of future Premier League player to yeah. me. I mean like I I don't I don't think he's gonna be world class, you know, playing in the middle of Manchester City's midfield or anything. But I think you could drop him into Danny Cowley's own West Ham tomorrow, yeah. and instantly he improves that first eleven. The heir apparent to Mark Noble that you say. Yes, <laughs> uh, but no, you could. I think anybody, yeah. 
it's it's no secret that I'm a Brighton fan. You mm. know, I'd take him at Brighton in a heartbeat. I, I'm not sure we need him at the moment, but he's exactly the sort of player that if he was available, you'd go, well, yeah, why wouldn't you sign him? Who is playing in the Brighton midfield at the moment? I forget. Oh, some bald lad. I forget his name. Um, but I, I think with Lewis, again, you have to slightly temper it and say he is young. He's 21, yeah. That I warn town fans now that classic thing's going to happen next season because teams are going to know all about him and they're going to plan for him next season so he's going to have a period of adjustment again uh, as he gets used to the fact that suddenly he's got somebody on him all the time and all that sort of thing but the the one thing he played as a 10 in the first half yeah. and I thought I thought he was good but he's not a number 10 <laughs> no I think I think when the county's playing as a number 10 it's primarily a He's there to press from the front. I don't think he's there to be an Alex Pritchard bringing yeah, people into play. Yeah, and... that's precisely it. And particularly with Mounier there, because Mounier yeah. can't do that. Mounier yeah. just... It's not, it's not a case of he's not willing. He just can't do that job. That's not his yeah, game. Yeah, he's not got that. Yeah, He's not got the pace to do it. He's not got the engine to do it. And yeah. he's, to, be, to be frank, he's not got the inclination to do it because that's not where he wants to be. Yeah. So, it would be damaging to his game if he was chasing yeah. down every ball like Brady so, Campbell does. He's playing as a ten, but it's a very different type of ten. You know, it's not like a Pritchard ten. No. So, I, the one thing I do think with Lewis O'Brien is I think that I, I don't want his versatility to become his downfall. James Milner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, John O'Shea. Yeah. You know, it, it's very. He's a brilliant player for a manager because you can drop him in at fullback mm. and he will run his heart out for you and have a very good game. You can play him as a deep line midfielder, as a higher midfielder. You can play him on the left. You can play him on the right. You can play him as a ten. I I don't want that to kill him longer term. I don't think it will. Don't get me wrong. And I think we've talked about this squad before and where the holes are and how it's going to be radically different come the first day of next season. And Lewis O'Brien will be, I'd have thought, if he is not the first name on the team sheet, he'll be the second. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. But I I think it's worth talking about Hogg for a little bit because I was very critical of Jonathan Hogg early in the season and his form has been really, really good. Yeah. Um, and his absence, as well as Town played, I think his absence was quite keenly felt uh, in both games really when he went off against Borough and yesterday and I think Hogg's presence also brings just a little bit more from O'Brien because I think it's I think like we said about Simpson for the Borough goal I think he it gives O'Brien a bit more of a platform to not worry about what's going on behind him yeah. I, I really like O'Brien picking that ball up on the left coming inside and then driving forward yeah. that's where I like to see him You know, he got the goal against West Brom doing that he he's really stretches a defence doing that Some of his, he's got such a good relationship with Carlin Grant and I think, yeah. I think genuinely playing those, those few games at left back has actually helped him develop that yeah. partnership as well because yeah. he's the way that he gets balls in down down that channel mm. into ex- onto the corner of the penalty box where Grant likes to pick it up so he can cut inside, he's so good at that. Yeah, yeah. He he just he's just a really good footballer, Steve. Yeah. And I said not to be like too self congratulatory. I can't even say it. But <laughs> early in the season, he is going to be you know a really good player because saw him at Bradford. Uh, 
a fair few times last year. I did a lot of Bradford games, and he was just so far above everybody else on the pitch. Never mind the Bradford. Yeah, team. and this was a team that was bottom of League One for basically the whole of last season. And he's come into the town team, and I would argue he's ahead of probably eight or nine yeah. of the first team, realistically. And he's 21 years old. You know, you want to talk about ceilings? I don't think he has one. Um, but town need to keep hold of him because he's just—he's <laughs> just. I think he's their most naturally gifted player in. I can't think of anybody who comes close to him in, in terms of an academy graduate for years, years mm. and years. There's been lots of promising players who've come through town system who've ultimately not really come to much, whereas with O'Brien you think that's that's a player who's going to go all, all the way to the Premier League without okay. a shadow of a doubt. And if, who knows, in the alternate universe where town next season fly through the league and go up as champions you know hopefully it's with town but you think if he has another really good season next year he's probably going to be a 15 to 20 million pound yeah. snip for someone in the Premier League isn't he like, yeah you would think so yeah. is there anything else we want to go through no just say happy new year oh okay happy new year happy new year nice work bye everyone <laughs> <laughs> Boots to be a teddy, boots to be a teddy, boots to be a teddy.